0: Well, let's uh, let's turn to the Word this morning, and um, I want to kind of build off of something we kind of touched on a little bit last week. Last Sunday, if you were here for the morning service, we had the joy of opening up that service with uh, Randy Lee and Joe, standing here on the stage with family, and they were making a bold commitment about their understanding of responsibility and their resolve to disciple and raise their kids, right? And so they publicly dedicated themselves and and little Etta to the Lord last week, and it was a, a joy to do that. And and right before they came up, I opened the service with, with just one verse, a single text from Matthew chapter nineteen, verse fourteen. And today what I want to do is I want to kind of build off of that and explore that theme and what Jesus said there on this Family Sunday together. And this sermon could come from, from Matthew there, or it could come from Mark, or it could actually come from Luke, because all three of those authors include this account of Jesus' actions and words in their gospel narrative. So if you have your Bible, we're going to go from the Mark account, Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. So turn over there, and we'll, we'll get to the text here in just a just a moment, I see this passage as a really important passage because it it shows us something very important for us to see about the heart of Jesus, the heart of our God, who we worship and I, I want this view, this perspective to, to get into our hearts, get into our minds, especially as we head into this. This new year, so, as we just talked about for all those you know kind of un- protracted announcements there we 're making changes we 're adjusting things in in kids' ministry and, and we 're moving youth ministry to Wednesday nights, as we talked about last week in the business meeting we 're doing all these intentional things because we want to try and make disciples and so This coming Wednesday uh, launches that that new Wednesday evening kids ministry. It launches our our Wednesday youth group gathering because we got snowed out last week and and couldn't do that. But we're excited for for those things that are going to happen outside of this room and on these other times and days. And as we shared too, the last Sunday of every month, this Sunday is going to look just like this. The kids are going to be in here with us. It's going to be a family Sunday. And I'm excited for that, and here's why I'm excited for that, because I am absolutely convinced that it is important for all of us to come together as a church family, to worship God through singing together, through giving together, through praying together, through hearing God's word together, through, through getting those updates on our missionaries together. Like when we're together, I believe God does great things. And So, so to be really direct with you, I, I'm never going to apologize for wanting that. And for putting that into our church life, I think it's very, very important. And a reason I think it's so important is because of this text we're going to look at today. What it shows us about Jesus, what it shows us about the very things that he was clearly teaching in his own words. So if you have your Bible and you're there in Mark chapter 10, look at verses 13 to 16 with me. And they were bringing children to Jesus, that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. I just want to use the, the title of Jesus' own words there uh, today for our message. So kids, if you're taking notes, you, hopefully you've written down. We're in Mark chapter 10. That's our text. And then the title of the sermon today is this. Let the children come. Let the children come. Now, one of the things I find so interesting about this passage as I, as I study it is that some people look at this text and, and, and look at it and come away with this view that the children are just totally secondary to the story. They're just kind of like convenient bystanders who are there, and Jesus wants to make a point. And he's like, oh, great, I can, I can kind of use the children to make this point. For example, one commentator who I, I usually agree with quite a bit says, the main concern and point of the account, however, has nothing to do with children at all. It is simply about the kind of people who will enter into the kingdom of God. And I, I read this, and I'm like, that's absolutely wrong. <laughs> and you've got your PhD in New Testament, great, but you're wrong. This is not what the passage is all about. Children are central to this text, and they are central to Jesus's concern here. Because of that, I believe this, this text that we are looking at today should impact how we view kids, both personally, our own lives, and corporately as a church family. This text should shape how you and I look at all these little ones that are here in our church and they're in our lives outside of this building. So let's work on understanding this text rightly together today. Mark tells us there are parents... Group of parents in this area where Jesus is teaching, and if you if you go back just a little bit in the gospel accounts, we learn that Jesus has uh, traveled from the, the area in Galilee where he was doing most of his ministry. He's come down south into the region of Judea. He's crossed over the Jordan River onto the east side of that. And so, so I drove when I was in Israel uh, back in November. We got to drive up that area, and I was on the, the the west side of that bank, and and you could see over to the east side. That's Palestinian territory, and so we could not legally go over there um, as we were driving up. But so he's generally somewhere over in this region that I have seen. He's, he's moving down south. He's going to head towards Jerusalem eventually. And these parents just hear, hey, Jesus is nearby. He's out here in the countryside preaching and teaching. And they say, you know what? We want our kids to get to know Jesus, and we want them to be blessed by Jesus. And so they, they gather up their kids, and they, they take them to where he is. And I think this says something amazing about Jesus, right? Right? Because, it, because put yourself in, in that position for a second. If your view of Jesus is that he was just really serious all the time, and he never smiled, and he never laughed, and he was just kind of this you know, really uptight religious teacher all the time, your view of Jesus is totally wrong, and this text reveals that. Because imagine for a moment you're a parent of a child. Do you want to take your child to that guy? <laughs> if you don't have to, right? Like, if he's no fun, nobody likes, he's just kind of all buttoned up and serious, and he's always, like, making you feel bad about everything, you don't want to go take your children to him for him to bless them. And these people don't have to do that. He's not holding a formal service, he's not in a synagogue, he's certainly not at the temple because we know where he is in the region. So they just hear, Jesus is out in the open countryside, he's preaching, he's teaching, but he's close enough for us to walk there and, and see him, and they say, let's go, get the kids, we want them to go to Jesus. That's pretty amazing how the parents saw Jesus tells us something about him, right? And like I mentioned last Sunday, kind of offhand, Jesus was really loved by children as well. He was the kind of person that kids wanted to be around. In Mark, if you go back to chapter 9, verse 36, Jesus is up in in Galilee in the city of Capernaum, and I was, again, there in November, walked around that that city area, so likely was somewhere near where Jesus was when this took place. Jesus is talking to his disciples there in Capernaum, and they're, they're acting like kind of spoiled kids, and they're arguing, they're fighting, who's the best? I'm the best, you know? No, I'm the best, you know? And there's this kind of bickering going on, and the text tells us in Mark 9 there, Jesus picks up one of the little children who are around him and holding the child in his arms teaches the disciples how they should really be acting. It says basically the same thing he says in this text we're looking at today. But don't miss the detail of what that tells us. Why is Jesus able to pick up a kid in that moment? Because there's kids around Jesus, right? They're just, they're hanging out with him. They wanted to be around him and they were able to be around him. Kids, you know, in those days, they didn't have to go to school all day like you do. So if they heard, hey, Jesus is walking around town over here, or, or Jesus is sitting over under this tree talking, they're like, hey, let's go, let's go be with Jesus. And that's what they did. They just went, and they were able to do that. And I love all the teachers in our school, and you guys are awesome, but, you know, you don't compare to hanging out with Jesus, right? Like, those kids had an amazing blessing. They got to go and spend time with Jesus, and that's what they did. And in Matthew chapter 21, verses 15 and 16, when Jesus does finally get down to, to Jerusalem, he's headed down there, he goes into the temple, and the text tells us that the children who are there, their children who have been with Jesus, who have who've heard his teaching, who have had conversations with him, most likely, they know enough of who Jesus is that they have grasped hold of the truth that even the religious leaders had rejected. And those children in the temple, the text tells us the children, not the adults there, cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Like they're praising him. They're worshiping him. And all the scribes and the, and the priests there in the temple, they get really angry and they tell Jesus, hey, make the kids stop. You know, Shut, shut them up. They're, they're disturbing us. And Jesus says, no, what they're doing is right. And he praises and commends the children for understanding who he is, right? So I want us to understand this. Jesus loved kids when he was here in his earthly ministry. And he still does today too. This is his heart. Kids, Jesus loves you right now. Jesus loves when you pray to him no matter how old or young you may be. He loves when you sing to him. He loves when you learn about him. He loves when you think about him and who he is and what he does. He loves when you come to church to be with his people here like this. He delights in you right now, not just the adults. Jesus doesn't just look at the adults and say, are there kids? Yeah, there's some kids. No, he sees you. He knows you. He loves you. And he wants you to get closer to him. In Christianity, being a follower of Jesus, it's not just a big person thing, right? It's for Children as well. And so here in Mark 10, these parents, they're hearing Jesus is nearby. They want their kids to come close to Jesus. And so they come to be blessed by him. And the disciples show just how relatable they are to you and me, right? And just how wrong they can get things sometimes. Neither Matthew, nor Mark, nor Luke explain exactly why the disciples did what they did here. They don't give us that insight. It'd be interesting to know what it was. So we can speculate a little bit to, to understand their motives, perhaps. Because I think, like I said, I think there's a lot of times when kids are around Jesus. I don't think they were just really upset because, wow, this is the first time children have been present. That's just clearly not true. It seems like what really sets them off is the fact that now the children are, are kind of being an interruption. These parents are coming in. They want Jesus's attention. They want, to, they want him to stop teaching and stop doing the, the service kind of uh, preaching explanation he's doing, and they want his focus on them and their children so they could be blessed. So the disciples get really worked up, and they rebuke those parents. And that's, it's a pretty strong term, actually, here that, that the Bible uses. They're, they're kind of angry. Maybe they're a little bit mean about how they're saying, hey, hey, stop it. Leave them alone. You know, you guys don't belong here. Go, go over there. Go somewhere else. They're trying to keep these kids and their parents away from Jesus because it's interrupting, right? It's distracting from the, from the religious thing that they're trying to do over here. And let's be honest, Kids do interrupt things, (laughs) and they are distracting, and they move around, and they make noise. Like, this would be the perfect moment for one of the babies, right, to just kind of like illustrate my point like they do sometimes, right? Not that I prayed for that. All right, parents, calm down. (laughs) This is just how kids are, right? You know, a few moments ago, Noah's over here just talking, just chatting away, and and now he's very happy and calm, But, but they're not always like that. Sometimes they're a distraction. That's the reality of how kids are. The problem is, for some of us, we get so focused on ourselves and what we want and and the way we prefer things to be and and all of that kind of stuff that those movements and those distractions, they really bother us. And sometimes they cause adults to kind of act out about it, right? (laughs) Like I've seen this in my my life, in my ministry. I've seen firsthand, and I want to be clear, the good people who really love Jesus, but just to be frank, they get kind of selfish and self-focused when they come into church and they think and act like, you know what, everything in this service should be about me and my preferences and what I like. So I can illustrate this two ways. There's members of my, my previous church. I won't talk about members of my current church. I'll talk about members of my previous church. Back in Springfield, and again, I love them. They're good people, not people who are always mad or difficult or hated kids or anything like that. There was just some people who really did not like when we had kids in service. Because they didn't like the fact that when they came and they came to a service like that, they were going to have to work a little bit harder to stay focused. Because there is movement. There is noise, right? It's a little distracting. They didn't like the fact that, you know what, I'm going to have to be a little more gracious because it's not all going to go the way I, I prefer. And they kind of missed this whole opportunity to love and care and connect with the kids. And they were like, well, they're just here. And then next week, they won't be here. You know, that was their, their view. And so if we're honest, they just wanted everything to kind of cater to them and to their preferences, and you and I, we can be that way too, right? Again, not awful people. It's just they were a little bit selfish about their church service, and I think they really missed the heart of what this text is telling us today. And you might think, okay, since we're thinking about those people, those are probably just a bunch of immature people over there. You know, mature Christians, we don't act like that, right? We, we, we have gotten past all of that, but actually, many people who we would even consider to be mature Christians can act like that. Even some leaders in church do and say stuff that kind of leads to this lower view of kids and their place in church. So this is the second way I can illustrate for you. I I know of another pastor, and I'll be clear, I consider consider him a friend, not not really a close friend, but when we have time to to spend time together, I've always enjoyed that. And, And his view is very much like the members of my old church. And so a few months ago, another pastor friend of mine sent me a sermon video from this, this guy, and he's, in, he's preaching in the middle of a service, and right in the middle of it, some kids start getting loud. And you can clearly hear them on the recording, right? And so if, if you listen to our sermon recordings, there's times where it's the same thing. You can hear some, some kids in our background. And, and me, I just kind of, you know, I keep going. Like it doesn't... I'm, I stop if there's choking, right? And then we're like, we good? Okay, we're good, you know, I get the nod. And other than that, like, we just kind of keep going. Well, this, this other guy, he, you could tell, he's just really kind of flustered already and kind of, you know, really struggling to get through it. And so he just stops. These kids get loud, and he just stops right in the middle of everything and says, can someone please come and get them and show them where to take those kids? We have a place for them. <laughs> and it's, I mean, we are just watching. So I'm watching this clip, then Malia watches it, and then we're watching it with her parents, and we're like wow, you know, like we're just rewinding it, like, that's, that's, not, that's not great. What he meant was, hey, we have a place for kids in our church, but it's not here. <laughs> it's another room, right? I'll just tell you, that's something I will never, ever say in my ministry, because I absolutely, completely, fully, and totally believe we have a place for kids in our church, and it's right here. Kids are always, always welcome in here. So kids, hear me tell you this, I'm speaking to every single one of you, and, and no, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, I love having you guys in here, and I want you to be in here, and you're always welcome in here, always. So parents who have the little ones, take a breath, relax just a little, and hear me say it again, I love having your kids in here. And all the noise and all the movement and all the distractions, it's great they're always welcome in here. Always. So we have these places in our church where we're working hard to kind of equip them and resource them because some of you, you know, you're at that stage where you just feel yourself like, ah, oh, you know, it's a little much like, you know, Noah 30 minutes ago over here jabbering away and wanting to get down and crawl. And you're, you're in that kind of stage and you're like, I just, at some point I'm going to have to step out with them. And we, and we get that. So we have the foyer and we have the family room and, and the fellowship hall now. It's, it's, it's all, all those spaces are for you and they are, you're welcome to go there. And we have the service streaming and we're getting the service uh, hooked up into the back so you can see that there. And we have, you know, toys out in the foyer, all that stuff. That's all there. Hear me very clearly. It's all there to help you, not to hide you. <laughs> so you're welcome to avail yourself to that at any point. And you don't need to feel any, any issue with that. Like, you know what? I just, I need to step out. That's great. You're the parent. You make the call. But also know that if you want to be in here with your kids, they're always welcome. Always welcome in here. And that's true of all of our ministries, too. This is why, again, we're doing everything we're doing, all the things you heard about in those updates this morning, all of those things, having Sunday school classes, having a regular kids' church time, they're things that we are doing so that you are supported, so that you are helped so that your kids are able to grow as disciples so that they can be invested in there from other people in this church who love them and want to care about them so that they will know and feel like, you know what, church is a place I get to go and I want to be a part of and there's things for me and I like to be there. I mean, it's as simple as just the chairs in the kids' church room. We have a whole row of smaller chairs for the smaller kids. So when they walk in, they don't think, well, I guess I'll sit up on this thing and my feet will dangle two feet above the ground. They think, well, there's a chair for me. And they feel like they belong. That's what we want. That's why we do these things. We want them to know that they're seen. We want them to know that they're loved by us and most importantly by God. That God sees our kids at every single age. He cares about them. He loves them. And we want to help and partner with the families in our churches, in these ways, right? So all the ministries we're doing, they're built out of that, out of love for a desire, for a commitment, for investing in the children that will be here and investing in you as parents each and every week. So, again, my point with my illustrations is not that those other people, they're, they're bad people or anything like that. My point is this text, I think, corrects that type of thinking and shows us the heart of Jesus for children, but the reality is not everybody gets that right away. And the disciples in Mark 10 didn't, right? <laughs> so come back to the text. The disciples are rebuking the parents, and they're trying to keep the kids away from Jesus. And Jesus reacts incredibly strongly and very clearly to that. He wanted everyone to, to know exactly what he was thinking and feeling, right? There's, no, there's not really much nuance here to how Jesus responds. This is what Mark 10, 14 says. But when Jesus saw it, he saw what the disciples were doing. He was indignant, and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God. So just so everyone understands, because maybe that's not a word you use in your vocabulary all the time, and maybe kid is not one you even know. The word indignant does not mean Jesus was a little bothered. He was like, eh, we could be better at that. The word indignant means he was irate. He was incensed. He was very, very displeased with what the disciples were doing. Jesus felt very strongly about kids being welcomed with him. So when they weren't, when people were trying to keep the kids away, he responded strongly to that and very, very clearly. He rebuked the disciples who were trying to rebuke the parents because, again, whatever they thought it was, it was distracting. It wasn't their preference. It wasn't the way they thought it should go. Jesus makes clear that he welcomes kids and they should not ever be hindered from coming to him. And since that's so important to Jesus, it needs to be really, really important to us too, right? We want to have kids here because Jesus wants the kids to be here. We want them to come to Jesus because Jesus wants the kids to come to Jesus. We want the kids to know Jesus because Jesus wants the kids to know him. So again, kids, you're always welcome. You're always wanted in this church every week, especially in this service, and especially family Sunday services. I'm looking forward to that every Every few weeks, you're gonna be back in here all together and we're gonna to worship together, we're gonna to sing together, and we're gonna to share together Jesus as we celebrate him and worship him. And adults, I want you to get excited about this type of Sunday as well, the family Sundays that we have. I want you to look forward to them the way I look forward to them. I want you to come to church ready to connect with these kids that God has blessed our church family with. Come ready to talk with them Come ready to encourage them. Come ready to pray for them, maybe even to get to pray with them on a given Sunday. Come ready to serve the parents who are bringing their little kids here. Encourage the parents. Offer to help them. Remind them. Make sure they know for sure that there's, there's no reason for them to have that lingering doubt like, okay, I know pastor says fine, it's okay, but you know, I like, eh, does everyone behind me think that? Like make sure they know that we agree on that. Their kids are wanted here. They're welcomed here. So Be intentional on these family Sundays. Come in here and work hard because sometimes it is going to be hard work to say, you know what? This week, it's not all going to be my preferences. It's not all going to be the way I like church to go. It might be a little distracting. Prepare your heart for that and then come in here ready to be a blessing to others and to receive the blessing of having these kids in our worship service on those days. Come in here with a heart to learn from the kids because these kids have things to teach us too. Notice how Jesus further rebukes his disciples. He doesn't just talk about their actions being wrong. He goes after their misunderstanding and their undervaluing of the children. In verse 15, right? He says, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter into it. What Jesus is saying here is really at the heart of the gospel message, right? And how you and I need to come to him. And he uses these children to to illustrate that. He makes it very clear. All of us are to come to Jesus as a child comes to a father, without self-righteousness, without believing we deserve it somehow, without having to try and earn it, without any pretense, without trying to manage and manipulate the relationship, just to come in that purity of this relationship, this loving, familiar relationship with God. So adults, I believe very strongly that you and I, we can learn from the children in our church. And every Family Sunday, you're going to have a chance to do that. If you'll prepare your heart and open your heart when you come, ready for that. Because children have this this incredible capacity that you and I seem to lose as adults. (laughs) Children tend to come into relationships more open and more naturally. They come into it more expectant and hopeful for, for good things, right? That's how Jesus wants us to come to him, and we struggle with that. We struggle with, with guarding ourselves and, and trying to analyze, how do they think about me? What I think? How am I presenting myself? Like, kids don't do that, right? <laughs> they just be themselves. And if someone doesn't like them, then okay, they deal with it, right? But they have this openness, and you and I, we need that with God, and we can learn that from the youngest that come to our church. So, so I don't want you to ever come in to church and think, as you look at a kid, man, they just need to grow up. Yeah, they do. They do. And so do you. <laughs> We have a lot to learn together. Kids have a lot to learn. Adults, we have a lot to learn. And this is how God's designed the body, that all of us would play a part in building one another up and encouraging one another. That means, kids, you are a valuable part of the family of God, too. And you have a role to play here. So Jesus loves children. He wants them to come to him. That's an incredible, incredible thing. And let me me close with this. I want to look at the one final thing Jesus does. And it's very simple. It's very revealing of his heart for children, I think. In verse 16, we read the conclusion of this little account. And Jesus took the children in his arms and blessed them, laying his hand on them. The thing that the parents have brought the kids, that's what they wanted, right? That's what Jesus did. Matthew, in his gospel account, explains to us what's meant by that phrase, blessed them. Matthew 19.13 says, The children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray for them. That's what this blessing that they were after was. They wanted Jesus to pray for their children. And that's exactly what Jesus, after making it very clear that these children were welcome with him, they shouldn't be hindered from coming to him, that's exactly what Jesus does at the end of this, right? He doesn't turn them away. He doesn't tell them, hey, come back when you're a little bit older, more put together. When you've got something to offer me, he, he welcomes these children. He lays his hands on them. He prays for them and blesses them. And so this morning, I'm, I'm certainly not Jesus. And, and the prayers I offer, they're just the prayers of, of a regular man. But God has given me this weighty privilege of being uh, what the Bible describes as an ambassador of Christ, a a representative of him, and and that's in a unique way since he's called me to be a pastor. And so as a pastor, there's there's really two primary responsibilities that are given to me according to the Word of God. The the first is the ministry of the Word, to preach and to teach the Bible, and, and then the second part of that is the ministry of prayer. And so that, that means I'm, I'm called and, and required by God to, to pray for you and, and to pray for our church and to pray for the communities we live in and to pray more broadly for the nation and the leaders that are in place in different areas and pray for our missionaries and pray for Christians in other places. The Bible talks a lot about how we ought to pray and, and then puts a lot of that on to me, that this is a responsibility, a duty that I have as, as pastor. And so this morning, we've come together, and, and I have fulfilled one part of this primary task and that I've, I've just preached the Word of God. We've taken this text, and I've opened it up and explained this to you, and, and now I want to I conclude our service this morning with that other task, with, with this responsibility I have to pray, and I want to I end doing what Jesus did at the end of this passage. I want to conclude today with blessing the children by, by praying over them the way Jesus did. So adults, here's here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to challenge you to pray for our children in our church, too. And you may not know every name of every kid, or you may, you know, recognize them but not know a lot about them. That's that's fine, especially for this week. That's fine. Here's what I want to encourage you to do, though. Make it a goal to get to know them, especially through Family Sundays. You're going to have 11 more opportunities this year, the last Sunday of every month, Family Sunday. You're going to see these kids. So make it a point. You're saying today, I'm not sure about who that one is or, or, or what, what they like or don't like. Okay, make a point to connect with them as we go forward. And this morning, I want us to just begin with, with praying for that, for praying for that kind of resolve and commitment to be in our hearts that, okay, we're going to do that, and I'm not going to forget about it by the time February 26 rolls around and we're in another family service. So pray for yourself that you'd actually live this out And then pray today for God to bless the kids that are here. And the ones that aren't here, that that, that aren't gathered with us today, but are part of our church family. There's there's a lot of them. Pray that they would know that they're welcomed here. They're loved here. They're wanted here by us and by Jesus. So this is, this is how we're going to have the opportunity to respond today. And I'm going to challenge you to pray for them. And, and kids, I want to ask you this morning if you would come and you'd come up here to the front and you'd stand here and let me pray over you the way Jesus prayed over the kids in this text. He, he laid his hands on them and he prayed that God would bless them. And that's what I want to do today. So if you'll come stand right up here at the front, that's what we're going to do. I want you to know that you're loved. I want you to know that you're welcomed. I want you to know that Jesus loves you, I want to pray that he will bless each one of you. So come stand up here. He can come. If he wants to come, come on up. If he won't, that's okay. We'll pray for God to bless him there. (laughs) A couple more coming on the side. So adults, This isn't time to just watch. It's time for you to pray too, right? Pray for these kids as we pray for the Lord to bless them and work in them and to draw them closer to him. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you for each one of these kids, Lord. We read today about how you, Jesus, put your hand upon these children who were brought to you, that they could feel you. They could know that you were real, that you saw them, that you were aware of them, that you loved them. They could feel your touch. And I pray today, Lord, as I lay my hands on them and they feel my touch, that they would know it's more than just that, Lord, that that I'm standing here showing them that Jesus truly does love them. He, he sees them. He loves them. He wants them to know that he's with them, that he is he is always there. He cares about them, that he sees their needs, that he is aware of all that they have to do in their life. He's aware of everything they feel and think. And Lord, I pray that you would bless each one of these children. That they would feel your love in this church. They would know that they are welcomed here. They are loved here. That we are excited when they come to worship with us. That they would know that's true of us. And they would know that most of all, that's true of you. That you, Lord, love to have them here. And so I pray that you would bless them. I pray that your peace would rest upon them. I pray that your face would shine upon them. That they would feel your love and your kindness and your grace and your mercy in every day of their lives, and for any who don't know you and haven't put their faith and trust in you in a saving way, I pray you begin that work right now in their hearts, Lord. Draw them to yourself, that they would enter into the family of God as your child, loved and accepted and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's in your name we pray for all these little ones and all the other little ones part of our church family, and everyone said, amen.